Yeah, Michael Rod will be all over it. Uh, Roddy, how are you, mate? Very well, thank you, Matt. Um, that's that's your genre. What, what's that? Who's the artist and what's the song? I think you've mentioned it, Childish Gambino, but, mate, that's, uh, yeah, I'm not sure, really. Red Bone is the name of the song. Red Bone. Uh, Red Bone. It's, it's a great yeah, song. How old are your kids, Roddy? Uh, three and seven. Oh. So I'm into the Wiggles at the moment. No. Uh, that's, I know all those songs. They haven't bombarded you yet with uh, their own selections on driving. My oldest, Ollie, was, we'd never watch the Wiggles because he was scared of the Wiggles. <laughs> Wow, that's a, that's a bonus for you. Yeah, massive result for me. Massive. <laughs> High five was good, though, back in the day, if you know what I mean. But anyway, well, yeah, I've been yeah. distracted. Hey, how are you going? Yeah, good, Matt. Thank you, mate. Yeah, I've, um, obviously, I've been sort of off in the wilderness for a while, but um, it's just uh, treating post-concussion is, is very hard and very hard to find a doctor that sort of knows how to guide you through it. Um, I had a lot of symptoms. Um, and I went undiagnosed, sorry, for four months, and I had a lot of symptoms, and I was, had doctors trying to treat those symptoms instead of working out that it was concussion and then treating the concussion. So finally I got diagnosed, and it took a while to find a decent doctor uh, who understood, understood concussion and how to treat it, and I'd come to Melbourne. to um, I've been coming there for eight months, once a month, to see a doctor down wow. there. And, um, yeah, he sort of looks at it that every concussion is different. There's no two concussions the same, and... Therefore, they need to be treated differently and you've got to find what part of the brain's damaged or what's not working properly um, and then treat that. So um, it's, been a, it's been a long road, um, but finally I'm getting somewhere. And, um, you know, if you'd asked me six months ago, I, I probably wouldn't have even taken this phone call, you know, or I wouldn't have been on the, the Cup Tour, which we're, mm. we're about to talk about because I was just in no man's land. I was, you know, I was fatiguing. I had light sensitivity, um, really bad anxiety, ringing ears, dizziness, and all that is tied to concussion, but I wasn't treating the concussion, so all those symptoms weren't going away. So anyway, I'm feeling a lot better and hopeful for the future. Okay, I'll just ask you a little bit about the future in a minute as well. Of course, you haven't ridden since May 2021. You were in Singapore and, of course, the amazing period uh, 10 or 12 years ago as well that our listeners are all very aware of. I know a lot of jockeys who are still dealing with the lingering effects of concussion and there are wider sports people. It's a huge issue in the AFL. Uh, It's important, isn't it, that the doctor you mentioned, are we sort of just playing catch-up with knowing enough about concussion? I think we know about it, but I think a lot of... um a lot of doctors aren't looking at the actual evidence and the evidence is there on how to treat concussion and what concussion is. It's all, America's so far ahead of what we're doing here at the moment. Um, you know what I mean? So I think we've got our head in the sands a lot. I think we're, we're stuck in the old days a bit with treating concussion and trying to treat all concussions the same and um, sort of palming it off to other people, to other specialists to get them to sort it out. It's a, Concussion's a very tricky thing, and everyone's, like I said, everyone's experience with concussion, post-concussion, I'm talking about, Matt. Like, obviously, a concussion on race day and you stand down for 12 days or a football player, and that's fixed, and you pass your um, or your test, you can go back and play. But I went undiagnosed, and there's a lot of people out there that are undiagnosed mm. and are wondering why they have all these other um, issues. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a topic at the moment. I'm happy that um, I've sort of come along now, not 10 years ago, because you would have thought that I was going crazy with everything that was sort of going on in my life. So, um, like I said, since I've found my doctor in Melbourne and, and um, you know, he's, he had, he's done all his schooling in America with all the NFL and the basketball teams and everyone over there, and he goes over there regularly to, to um, 
brush up on his studies or what's going on over there to catch up on the new technology. And there's even things going on over in America that doctors that I've spoken to here say, oh, no, that's not true, we don't have that treatment, or we can't look at MRIs like that and all this sort of stuff. So we are so far behind and we got really let down in that area because if I got picked up early, I wouldn't be speaking to you, I'd still be writing. Yeah, that's the impression I get is that there are other places that are more advanced and it's becoming a bigger and bigger, bigger issue. Uh, hey, there's a lovely text here which takes us to um, the uh, discussion that we originally were intended with the ambassadorial role with the Cup Tour. This is from Dave from Seaspray, Michael. It says, Michael Rod was the Melbourne Cup ambassador on the Cup Tour at our local surf club on, in October. He was excellent and very generous with his willingness to engage with our local community. And that's a nice wrap from Dave. And I guess that's what being an ambassador for something as massive as the Melbourne Cup Tour is all about. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of Dave to say that. They really looked after us on that part of the Lexus Melbourne Cup Tour down there at Seaspray. We had such a beautiful day there. The whole community came out, Matt. Everyone came out. Um, There's probably like 60 of them, but the whole community came out. We all took a a photo down at the general stall and everyone was in it. But it just shows that, um, you know, this iconic trophy, when it comes out um, anywhere in Australia, everyone wants to gravitate towards it. And that's the one thing I noticed. We started off our tour in NAFRA and... um, and Kevin Christensen there was the, um, he organised everything along the way and um, it was incredible. We went to schools and nursing, we did two schools, a nursing home. Um, we, did a, we did an RSL club that was having their 100th year. Um, and every time you brought the, either the, the cup would be brought out of the case in front of everyone or you'd walk in with the cup, just the look of astonishment and, um, and you know, amazement on people's faces when they saw it. And we forget, we're always around the cup, so we don't realise this but um when i got to go on the tour and really take a different look at things and what happens behind the scenes not just as as for me as a rider going you know week in week out and especially coming up to the carnival but you know where this this trophy goes it goes to 24 destinations throughout australia um you know it's everyone's chance to get out there and you know get close to the holy grail Absolutely, the the three-handled loving cup, and it's good to know that the the cup, after all these years, still has that allure and that magic. Uh, um, so, n- nominations, I think, uh, open tomorrow for towns that want to stick their hand up to be part of the tour for the for the upcoming tour for the ne- this this year's Melbourne Cup. Yeah, that's right, Matt. So the applications open up tomorrow. There's, like I said, there's 24 destinations, and I can't. Um, recommend or speak highly enough as a community um, if you want to bring everyone together and race and obviously there's $50,000 up for grabs here for the town that draws the the barrier that the winning horse comes out of I can't speak highly enough of what I saw um, in my two days I can't imagine what Joe McGrath's seen over you know the lifetime of the cup I think it's been going for 21 years but um it just brings everyone out. It gives everyone a new focus, and um, it's educational as well, Matt. And, um, yeah, I just thought it was... I was just taken back by what I saw. Well, you're the perfect ambassador because you, you obviously appreciate every the part of the journey that you're involved in, and Dave from Seaprace summed that up. Just two quick ones before I let you go. Um, comeback, is it possible? And I've got a scenario for you. It's Bar Chat, 1,600 metres, Ramwick, Winks versus Atlantic Jewel. <laughs> Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm aiming at it, Matt. I really want to try. So with the progression I've made over the last three months, so 
I think if I keep sort of heading the way I am and losing all these little symptoms along the way, um, I've got to jump through a few hoops and Brett, my doctor in Melbourne, won't let me get back on a horse until I'm 100% right. He deals with a lot of professional athletes and he's the same with all of them. So I want to try. Second question, I'm a big fence bit of that and I'm just going to stay right on the fence. What a disgraceful answer. <laughs> hey, good on you, mate. Of course, you won the Melbourne Cup on Efficient in 07. So, hey, Michael, fingers crossed. Best of luck. Uh, well done in your promotion of the Melbourne Cup. Well done for winning it all those years ago. And, uh, and we really hope that you and your Dr. Brett can work your way through and we see you uh, in the silks again soon. Yep, excellent. Thanks, Matt.